You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 125. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 125. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. <laughs> I'm, not, I don't, I'm a little nervous for today. It's it's uh it's going to be an interesting pod for we're, sure. We're recording later than we normally do. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a little off my game today. Yeah, he's he tells me you're going to really need to car- carry me. <laughs> <laughs> need you to carry me on this one, babe. <laughs> oh, I got you, babe. I got you. Appreciate that. Oh my gosh, yeah. but I really don't want you to let the pod people down. I mean, they really they they don't ever write to me without saying something about you. I love that. It's really cool. I love the pod people. I know. I do too. Speaking of pod people, this entire episode is from listener submissions. It's all about you. It's all about you. Let's do all the things you, <laughs> you want to do. do. <laughs> Let's do all the things that you want to do. So... I want you to keep that in mind because if you're listening or if you have been listening in the past and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'd really love them to cover off something that, that's that been going on in my life or what about this or I struggle with this or I tried what you said with this and I would love more advice, you absolutely can hit me up. If you go to thejoyjunkie.com and you click on the podcast, you'll see a spot where it says submit a show topic. And that is where I always go and look for listener submissions before I develop any content. So I always listen to you guys first. So if you're interested in that, go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on podcast, let me know what you would like to to hear, what you would like to sound off on. So today, we've got quite a handful of submissions about sex. So I figured it's time for a new mailbag. Oh, mailbag. Yeah, we need a new um, a new jingle. Catchy little jingle. So, mailbag 3.0 sex edition. Oh, go? Is that what you're doing? N- what? Did you just throw it to me? <laughs> no. Were you like, go? No. I oh, think we're okay. having a breakdown in communication. Oh, mailbag 3.0 sex edition. Yes. Period. That's it. I thought you threw it to me like, let's do one. Oh. Like, uh, like an, improm- an, intro- yeah. an impromptu. No, I'm not going to do it. No. Oh. Sorry. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I told you, you have to carry me. <laughs> this is already this is going downhill fast. And I'm drinking coffee. I'm not even. I haven't. I'm not drinking. I I'm promise. not even drinking alcohol. I mean, remember last time you were. Last time you I were was, tequila. I was sauced. You, <laughs> saucy Smith. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. So we're gonna dig into a bunch of listener submissions, questions about sex, and we're both gonna sound off on it. If Mr. Smith can pull his shit together. <laughs> Then, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Because I think it'd be really advantageous to get your perspective on it. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. So, but before we do. Would you rather? Okay. So, today's would you rather is 
And it's right on point. It's right on topic. Oh, it is? I didn't even realize. It's a sexcapade one? It's, would you rather watch porn with your parents? Oh, jeez. Or watch porn of your parents? This is horrible. Uh, we should be pulled off the air for that. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, but good thing we have the explicit content or explicit <laughs> content. That's not disclaimer. even that bad. That's gross. It's pretty. No, I mean, yeah, the language isn't that bad, but the topic is bad. Oh, um, oh. If I'm gonna have to do something like that, I would much rather watch porn. With, with yeah, my parents. With my parents. Would not want to watch porn of my parents. Ooh. No, 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 no. no. Absolutely. Oh my god, banana! Find a happy place. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. What's the safe? Find word? a safe place. What's the safe word? Find a safe place. Oh my god, <laughs> that's yeah. I would definitely say with even, but I mean. Oh God! Even that is just yeah. Especially your mom. Like my mom, I could probably get away with it. I would much rather watch with your mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, but your mom? No. Oh, like that... you could cut the awkwardness. I with a would knife. love to be a fly on the wall, though. What about you watching it with my mom? Oh God, no. That would be. So... That'd be even more awkward than you watching it with her. Oh my God! It would be. It it would quite possibly be one of the worst things that could ever happen. Pretty pretty bad, I gotta say. This oh. is not going off on in a, on a good direction here. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Will you pick it up? Will you take it off on a better direction? I yes. Let's okay. let's move into some Moving of these on. listeners' submissions here. And by the way, if if this is something that is really helpful for you and you enjoy listening, I can't beg you enough to leave us iTunes reviews. It takes a little bit of jumping through some hoops. iTunes doesn't really make it very easy. But what's great about it is the more positive iTunes reviews we get, the higher up we are in the rankings and stuff like that. And we just get more visibility. Nice. And so I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you would hit up iTunes. You have to have it. I believe you have to have it like on your device or on your computer or something like that. It's kind of one of the weirdest things it about is pretty weird, yeah. Mac stuff. Yeah. Anyway. But we would be much, much, much obliged. So let's talk about I've got three different ones, three different submissions all related to sex. The first is sex and long term relationships. She says, I'm flighty. I have a constant wandering eye. And I'm in the best relationship with my beautiful and perfect soulmate of three and a half years. Everything about our relationship is fantastic. We respect and support each other. We work together on ourselves and on our relationship, and we're best friends. We're honest and loyal to one another, but I simply can't fuck him. I don't know why. It's like the better our relationship is, the more I fear sexual intimacy. I have this association with with sex, which I won't go into here, but basically I've always disassociated sex with loving relationships. He's also a tad bit jealous, which he works on. So I feel that I may be a part – so I feel that may be a part of my being attracted to everyone but him – a grass is always greener situation. He adores me and I love the shit out of him, but I am beyond sexually frustrated and worried that I am the one causing the dry spell. So what do you think? I know and appreciate how candidly you talk about similar situations with Mr. Smith. Thank you both for all that you do. So sweet. Um, nice. You're very, very welcome. What's your first thought? Uh, uh, my first thing is you're not alone. 
Yeah. There's plenty of other people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my first thought. Yeah. Well, it, I, I was reading something. I think I was reading in Psychology Today about sex and relationships and how we, because we have so much information out there and we're inundated with like what it's supposed to look like because of media and all of these things that we really vote on how our sexual experience is. And I don't think this is necessarily applicable to this particular submission, but just as a general understanding that for many of us, we think ours is, we're the only ones having a a tough time or we're the only ones that you know, don't have it four times a week or right. whatever the the case may be. And the reality, the reality of it, especially I used to work quite a bit in relationships. I I met very few people who were really sexually fulfilled. Very few. Most people had a really tough go with it. Or if the sex was really incredible, the relationship was shitty. Why do you think that is? Well, I have a theory about it. You know how they always say like the crazy ones are the ones that, you know. It's are the, the best, best in bed? The best in bed. Yeah. Well, I think it is because people operate from this really extreme passionate place. But they also, op- they it's unbridled. And so they don't quite know how to handle that passion in regular day in and day out life. Which I think oftentimes is jealousy. It comes yeah, across as jealousy, possession, um, over possessiveness, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like that passion, the same thing that makes it really incredible in bed, I think is also what makes it really volatile and throwing the, shit at one in another. In relationship, and, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, and that's, that's a total guess, hypothesis. I'm sure. not a trained therapist. I'm not, This is, and, and that is a slight, slight caveat with all of this is that this is simply two people sharing our advice from our particular stance, our particular opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important in this particular issue that this listener submitted that I this one line stood out to me so much. Basically, I have always disassociated sex with loving relationships. Yeah, that's a it's very telling. Huh? That's a deep thing mm-hmm. that's not a coaching situation that's a therapy thing and i'm not saying that in a judgmental way or anything like that but in a sense that you actually deserve to have a fulfilling sex life yeah and you deserve to be able to have fulfilling sex with your soulmate you know what i mean like she's talking about how everything is so fulfilling every their relationship is incredible we love each other so much but the attraction isn't there. So the thing that I wanted to make mention is that I really don't think all is lost. I think that there are things that you can do to actually move forward and get through some of this stuff. But I definitely think there's therapy in order for her in particular, for yeah. her. And then I also think, and that can be a long journey, but I'll tell you what doesn't work, doing nothing and hoping that it's going to change. Because we're, we're designed to have sex. You know, it's one of our basic human needs. So something's got to give. And if you just pretend like, oh, well, we're just not that couple or we're not, you know, it's it's not going to get better unless you actually focus on it. So what I would highly suggest you do is 
talk to somebody about it, find a therapist that you really trust. And sometimes that is one of the biggest processes is just figuring out who you can talk to. Right. Sometimes getting the right therapist takes a minute. So I always suggest go, get going off of referrals first and seeing if there's anybody who you know. I would do. I would talk to somebody specifically who is a sex therapist just because that any sort of disassociation or shutdown, like mental shutdown or I can't – if you believe that it's a running pattern – where the only sexual fulfillment you allow yourself is with people you don't care about, which is kind of what she had mentioned in here. Well, the other thing is, you know, what is it about the grass being greener? Like mm-hmm. you might want to look into that outside of getting some help, uh, you know, some psychology. Yeah. I'm saying like, what is it about? You might dig into that. What is what is attracting you to the other side? Mm-hmm. Like, is it that... They have a better body. Is it that they, it's just new? Right. Like, what is it that is attracting you to that other thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or that keeps you with a wandering eye. Mm-hmm. And if you keep having that wandering eye, what is it that you can take from that wandering eye and bring it into your bedroom at home? Right. Or ask for something right. to ask for. Right. Like, mm-hmm. even say it, like, look, I've got a wandering eye. I'm human. But I really want to do it here. Let's role play or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like you ha- after you've been in a relationship for a while, you have to spice things up. You can't Absolutely. just continue at the same mm-hmm. pace. It it gets boring. Mm-hmm. So you have to do something different. Well, yeah. And it's it, that's the other thing. I, I think this is a good thing to talk about, too, like being attracted to other people. Like, you're, of course, you're going to be attracted to other people. Just, and if he has a jealousy issue, then maybe that's not the right angle. But right. Right. And but also justly so, like if he's not getting laid from the person that he loves the most, that's that's a very easy interpretation to make. It'll I, trigger his jealousy, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's valid that you don't love him. She obviously does love him. But I can see how that would spark jealousy and go like, well, you don't want to be with me. So I think one of the questions I would ask ask this particular listener is, and this can be very telling. Were you ever attracted to him? Oh, yeah. Because if you were attracted to him at the very beginning and you there was something there and then in, as soon as you became intimately connected on a, like a more spiritual plane and then you started turning off that attraction that is deep rooted therapy shit sure, sure. that's so but it's a very different thing if you've always just been best friends and you've never really been attracted to him and you just liked the idea of him or you had so much fun or you're really connected you might just be really incredibly good friends so i think that can be very telling of what direction you need to go you know what i mean yeah. Because that's a very real thing where people, when they get, when it becomes too vulnerable, when it becomes too intimate, subconsciously, it is threatening. Bloop. Yeah. It's, Shut off. it's this threat. It's, oh my God, too close. And then defensively, in defense of ourselves, we'll shut that shit off. Like, yeah. nope. And it's a, it's a method of self-sabotage. But 
if you don't realize what's happening, you're just genuinely trying to defend yourself. So there's a huge place to offer yourself some compassion because you're not purposely going like, let me just sell, let me just sabotage this amazing relationship. Let me, you know, turn him down all the time. You don't do that consciously. You're doing it somehow, somewhere along the way, you've learned that this is how you need to protect yourself. Like intimacy freaks people out. It really does. For most people, that's why they don't wait for a soulmate. Mm -hmm. That's way too vulnerable. It's way too high of a risk. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, you know, like you said earlier, you are not alone and you're not damaged and you're not beyond help. It's really about actively searching out what you want, you know, because you guys could potentially be incredible together but I believe that it would have a lot to do with her working through her own issues and then doing it collaboratively together Together, yeah Yeah, and like actually maybe going to couples therapy or sex therapy or discussing how it relates to your relationship but yeah there's some stuff there Cool. anything else you wanted to add on that one no I think you covered it well all right this one is really interesting this is more about uh, polyamory which I think is fantastic. So she starts off and says, I love you guys and think that you guys have the kind of relationship I aspire to have. My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years. In a lot of ways, we model a lot of the things that we have learned on the podcast. Isn't that cool? I love that. We're very open and we talk about everything. Recently, we've discussed something that has brought a huge range of insecurities. And I I didn't even know – oh, insecurities I didn't even know I had. And I'd love to get your take on it as I try to establish if I'm making up what things mean and need to work on that or if this is a natural case of feeling my feelings. You know how I'm always talking about feeling my feelings. Mm -hmm. So the deal is is her boyfriend is super liberal and before we got together often spoke of the merits of uh, polyamorous or polygamous relationships, though – hadn't had one he agreed very early on that because that wasn't a value i shared it wasn't something he wanted personally recently he started speaking quite forcefully uh, forcefully about his frustration at quote society for making sex something that is synonymous with the relationships and expressed a view that it's a physical need like eating and should be viewed like that and i totally think that's a perspective You know, that is one very viable perspective. That sure is a perspective, (laughs) right? Uh, And obviously it's not a current, currently a need being met when we're a hundred miles apart, like when they're, they're distance. He's been very clear that this is not a request and he knows I would be uncomfortable if he had sex with other people. And because of that, he would never do it. What I'm making this mean, which I love is like (laughs) something that's that's coach talk is that he wants to have sex with other people and now feels restricted by our relationship and harbors resentment that he, because he can't go have sex with someone else. I'm also really attached to the idea that I do not want to have sex with anyone else, and he does, and that's created an imbalance in our relationship. As I mentioned before, we are both really aware and open, and our relationship is amazing in a lot of ways. I don't want this to come between us and would love your take on my situation and any advice uh, on what to do. Thank you so much. Big kiss, little kiss. Big kiss, a little kiss. Hug, hug. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Big kiss. Little hug. Kiss, kiss. 
Little keys. <laughs> what, what's your first thoughts? Well, is it polyamory or polygamy that we're talking about here? Well, polygamy, isn't that when you marry? She she said polygamy, but I think it's more... It, polygamy it is when me... you marry more than one person. Right. Right? Polyamory is when you have more than one lover. More than one relationship, relationship. I believe. Right. Versus, yeah, that's what I meant. Versus yeah. something like an open relationship <clears throat> where you just are free to have sex with other people. And, you know, but polyamory can be, I love more than one person. I'm act- like, I'm married to you, but then I also have a boyfriend or I also have a girlfriend. Like right. it's full on relationships. Right. Um, okay. Polygamy so, though, I think is marriage. So we're talking about polyamory. Yeah. She right? says polygamy, but I think it's almost more, it might be all of it. I just want to make, I just want to be clear. So, okay. It's that. Okay, it might be all so my it. first thought is, um, has she made herself clear on her stance? It seems like she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, he's, I don't know. It seems more like he was just venting about something in society. I don't know if, maybe she's taking it a little personal. Well, and I think that's what she really wanted advice on. Like, am I making this mean something? Yeah. So what I think is amazing is that they're really happy, they enjoy their relationship, and that they're extremely open and honest. Yeah. So I think what is the most important thing is that you continue to discuss this and continue to put it out there. Right. Because I think that it would be absolutely founded for her to say, hey, listen, when you go off about this and I'm the one kind of stopping you from having this thing that you think is no problem, that... I, I interpret that as I'm holding you back. I'm not giving you what you need. That yeah. you're somehow sacrificing, and and I don't want you resenting me that whole, because that you actually resentment. want something different. Right on both sides, it harbors resentment. Right, because one person feels what I'm not enough, and you need all this other sex, mm-hmm. and the the other one's like, hey, you know, I I need to express myself with other people. I don't know. Yeah. But it ha- you know in any case it has to be on both sides. Right. Right? Both, it's like having kids. That's what polygamy really like models is that both sides are free to do it, it, whatever they do as long as the other person knows about it. Right. right? Or and as long as you know you both agree and this is what you both right. want. But that's not the situation. It's not. This situation is the guy is really horny. I don't know about that. You don't think so? He's like, I think that's just, kind of a, a judgment. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think he's like. It, it sounds like maybe I am judging, but it sounds like he's making um, excuses for his you hormones. Think? I don't. No. No. I think that there are a a large majority of people, like the polyamory or open relationship communities, who almost understand things beyond what we understand. Yeah, okay, that's well and good, but he got into a relationship that was monogamy. Right, right. Is he just now figuring this out? Well, and that's something he already knew. And this is why I think the lines of communication need to be constantly, constantly clear. talked about. Yeah, I agree. And not just your stance on what you want, not just your stance on um, here's what I believe about sex and relationships and here's what I believe. Not that, but 
here's what I think when you say this. Here's how this lands exactly. when you say this to me. When you go off about, quote, society, I feel like you're resentful towards me. What that That's means the to shit me is, that needs to yes, be explained. Yes. We're really clear already mm-hmm. that she doesn't want that and he has no problem with it. So it's it's really similar to anything else. Like somebody could be extremely liberal. The other one could be really conservative. And then politics are like a... That's who you're going to vote for, and it's a dividing factor. Sure. Or having kids. One person is like, that is absolutely not for me, and the other person is like, I can't imagine my life without it. It could be a a division. Right. It could absolutely be a division. It depends on your open communication and continuing to talk about it because what doesn't work is hidden resentments on either side. Either side. That doesn't fucking work. Totally agree with you on that. And it could also be, and this is, I have no idea, and only the future will tell this, it could be one of those things where he has just always been in regular monogamous relationships and got into another one and has decided that he wants something different. That's like somebody else, you know, deciding they want kids after they've been with somebody for a long time and they always wanted the same thing. We have really good friends who met and they were both vegan. And then when, and that was something they totally had in common. And then later on, he decided he wanted to eat meat. Fortunately, that wasn't, it didn't divide, but it certainly was like a, hey, I didn't sign up for that. Right. So when any, any, when any time one person in the, in the couple decides that they feel differently about something, whether it's religion, politics, something that's polarizing like this, like, whoa, this might be a no-go. Right. Red flag. It has to be talked about in order to decide well what's our plan of action because it could very realistically get to a place where it's like well this is what i want well this is what i want well we can't make that happen inside of our relationship and both of us feel honored so my advice to her would be continue to keep the door open continue to talk about how it how you are interpreting his actions his language all of that but what I was getting into before, the reason why I don't, I really don't necessarily think it's fair to say that it's about hormones or, you know, wanting to get laid or anything like that. Because I really do think, I mean, when you look at how many people statistically cheat, you know, yeah. and, and how few people even stay together very long, I think I really question sometimes if we're meant to be with just one Look person. at that Ashley Madison episode. I mean... Like that alone. Come on. It's crazy. Right. So, I, and, and you and I both know, like, you don't fall in love with somebody and then stop being attracted to other people. Like, right. biologically, something is still happening. You right. still are attracted to others. Sure. So, I don't think it's necessarily fair. And, in fact, in a lot of other cultures, too. It's super common to have multiple partners, multiple wives, husbands, whatever. It's really just our American society in a lot of ways that is has this notion of one partner. So, and that sounds kind of funny coming from us because that's what we choose. That's what we decide. We don't have an open relationship. We're not having sex with other people. We're not? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do understand people who choose that. And I think sometimes they almost have a different perspective of what sex is, what our physiological needs are, 
have a better understanding of jealousy and what I that wish means. I you know I wish I had that kind of security yeah you know like I I kind of like admire I totally admire the it. security that it takes yeah to be able to have that kind of relationship and have it work well and I you and I have we've talked about threesomes we've ta- tossed around a bunch of different stuff I and I've always said it's about a decision we make together mm-hmm. and we both have to be in it, yep. not I'm doing this for you or you're doing this for me. If it's our sex life, it needs to contribute to our sex life, both of us, you and me, not here's what I'm doing for you or, you know. Right. So I think the same could be true for this couple. Like, is it too much of a sacrifice to him to live a monogamous relationship? Mm-hmm. It could get to that point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe or, you're right. Or vice versa. Is it the same, you know, is that something that strictly you do not want? And that's okay. It's okay, whatever either of you want. That's what's hard is I'm not the person to say <laughs> he's wrong. No, yeah. You know, because I'm like, he gets to want whatever he wants. She gets to want whatever she wants. And it's about conversing about it and making sure that both people feel respected inside of the relationship so that's where i mean this was a tough one because it could get to a polarizing place but my again my advice is continue that open conversation and continue what's going on with you so you and i will do that a lot of times like when you say this this is what i interpret that to mean right or even little things like if you're upset with your day I might and you're snappy with me I might say I kind of feel like you've had a really rough day and you're kind of taking it out on me I don't think you're really bothered by whatever you're snapping at me by you know Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it takes being that fucking candid you know and and expressing that kind of thing so that's my advice for you perfect this one I think we might have a little more to offer too here. Okay, so hiya Smiths. I love <laughs> to hear more about tips to help with excuse me, oh my goodness, to help with long distance relationships. My husband works away for eight days and then comes home for six. We are able to communicate that time via phone and FaceTime. We have two ten year olds, one each from previous relationship and a seventh seven month old baby that we have together. I want us to stay connected, but struggle working as a team when we spend so much time apart and I'm forced to be heavily independent. My poor husband feels as though he hasn't any balance in his life whatsoever and feels he's always on borrowed time. I'm terribly insecure after having our baby and want more than ever to keep our marriage alive. I'm terrified that he will become bored with the day-to-day life that we have become so deeply submerged in. Any advice would be most appreciated. P.S. I love you guys. Small kiss, small kiss. Thank you. A couple of little We We get lots of kisses. Hot kisses. So what's your thoughts on that? I want you to go first this time. Okay. All right. So here's, here's the thing with children and this is this is one of the reasons why we don't want them <laughs> one of the millions of reasons why we don't want them <laughs> but i think they are the noblest of all distractions from a marriage absolutely like it you are supposed to care for your young you are supposed to make them paramount but in doing so you tend to lose a lot of the focus on that relationship on that marriage if you aren't intentional so if you think about 
all these other things that people have accomplished. Like, you know, you hear about people like single moms who worked 40 hours hours a week and went to school. Why? Because they wanted it bad enough. They, they were fucking exhausted, but they made it happen. They worked all those hours. They tended to their children, and then they still went to school. It is the exact same thing with a situation like this where you feel super pressed for time. Something else is getting your time. It might be sleep. It might be time like excessive time with the kids there's got to be if this is important to you like if you're writing in and telling me this is something that I want to preserve it has to be on your calendar and you have to follow through with it that's what I was going to say it doesn't sound like the kids are the biggest distraction to me no it sounds more like the time away is the distraction yeah and that so I'm a fan of systems I, this is how we operate. Like, I think, you know, and I used to have friends that would always tease me, like, you're so scheduled, you're so scheduled. But I'm like, if I don't schedule shit, I don't have calls with my family. I don't get together with my girlfriends. I don't have date night. Like, I don't tend to the things that I really, really want to give time to. Right. The time gets allotted somewhere else because it wasn't on the books. Yeah. I'm with you. Everything of importance is on your calendar. That is what you make time for. So you have to look at that and go, is that conducive with what I'm saying I want in my life? Because a lot of times it's not. It's other people's obligations. It's family shit, like extended family that you don't really want to do that would be more advantageous for you to spend with your husband. Well, the other thing that I think might help here is knowing the love language of the other person. Oh, that's a great idea, babe. If you know what that language is, then you can cater to it. And that's how those little things like that are how you keep the love alive. So if they like acts of kindness, you might, you know, send him something that he likes in a care package Mm -hmm. while he's away. Mm -hmm. Right. With a little love note or, you know. I don't know some fucking or get get somebody to come or something you know I don't know <laughs> get somebody to come fix something that he's been putting off fixing in the house right or that something. he feels obligated to do when he's home and it takes away from family time you know something like that or um yeah 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 <laughs> I think this comes down to sitting down together and building out a game plan yeah because this is what i think happens i think people have all these awesome intentions for their marriage and then they have children and you get thrust into emergency mode for like 18 years yeah where all you can do is fucking breathe because you don't have a plan so i really think it's possible i think it's hard as fuck but i think it's possible if you have a plan like here's the time that we spend together. Here's when we have sex. Here is what we need to say to each other in order to feel connected when we're apart. Like it's about saying what would make you feel good when you're gone those eight days. Like what do you want from me as your wife? And vice versa. Here's what I would love to hear from you. You know, we have a couple that uh, because they have old shit, they agree to FaceTime with one another because they uh, it makes them feel way more comfortable to see the other person where they are instead of just hearing you oh know. i'm over at a friend's house okay well let me oh see yeah you. see look here we are hey and that's just one element of honoring their relationship and what each one of them feels secure yeah. about 
And that's a system. That's yeah. it. So I would really, really look at your calendar. I would look at what gets your time. If you're having a lot of insecurities personally, that's yours to work out. Because I do think that's a huge issue, primarily for women, but definitely men too. I just think it's more rampant with women because of how we're wired sexually that we feel like if we don't feel attractive, it's very, very hard to enjoy sex, initiate, feel comfortable, feel like the other person wants you. And that's your responsibility. Yeah. It's not your partner's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember how you used to always tell me, like, I like you when you like you. Yeah, I do. Because that's way more fucking fun. It's way more attractive. So all of that to say, if you feel insecure because you've had a baby and all of that, you are normal. You're totally normal. Give yourself some ca- compassion and know that that's yours to work on. Yeah. He doesn't need to fix you. He doesn't need, you know, it's, and that's something that you can do to honor the relationship. It's like, I'm going to love me. It's an act of love, whether that is doing personal development programs where you learn like stuff that I teach, stuff like that, or if it's actually working out or if whatever it would, would help you get through those insecurities that you have to kind of take ownership of that. Yeah. You know, another talking point might be, well, you were talking about game plan. Does he like this job? Yes. Yep. I was thinking is this, that too. Is this a job that is going to be long-term sustainable mm-hmm. for your marriage, for your couple? Right? Mm-hmm. And if not, put a game plan in place a plan. to get that changed. Yep. Like, look, this isn't working. We're two ships. You know, I feel responsible for the kids. I'm holding resentment. You feel resentment because you're out there working your ass off and I'm here you know, at the house, you know, we've got to figure something else out. Yes. Let's get a plan together. Well, I'm not saying leave your job tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And we've been there. And work that plan. And we've done that how many years? I mean, we've done that so many times where you've carried the load and I've gone to school. I've carried the load. You've gone to school. Yep. Like many, many times we've applied that system and had it work. So it's doable. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely It doable. might seem like... It's off in the distance and it's unreachable, but it is. But it's something to work towards. Right. And it also <clears throat> feels a shit ton better than like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Where right. Are we going? right. And so, like he said, having that disconnected, imbalanced life. Yeah. He doesn't is sound that job super happy. worth it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing if like he loves it and it works really well, then it becomes just a matter of systems yes. that you put in place. Right. And you decide, like, do you have, like, a date night virtually over FaceTime? Maybe you do mutual masturbation and have, like, long-distance sex. Hey-o. Like, you you can do shit like that. Like, yeah. you can get creative. You can do fun things to keep things spicy. But what it takes is effort. And even us who don't have kids, we still have to, like, it's not super easy yeah, because we both have stressful, busy we, lives. We have stressful, busy lives, and we're also in very giving professions. So yeah. our energy is drained. Yeah. And we have to show up for sex and show up for date night and connect and put our phones away and pay attention yeah. and put in effort. Yeah. I always say, like, if I worked out only when I felt like working out, I would never fucking work out. Yeah, I'd be a slob. Right? Yeah. Because you don't feel like it. But you do it. It's the same thing with 
dating, making effort in your relationship, sex. Sometimes you don't feel like it, it but it's the maintenance of taking care of that relationship. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> and, and I would say that a lot of people, the one thing I wanted to just tell her, the thing that's so amazing is that she's committed. She wanted to find help. She wants to figure it out. Now it's a matter of doing things about it. I would sit down with him. I would talk really candidly about, do you want to do this job forever? Do we need to put a plan in place to get you to a different situation? Do you need to put resumes in? Do you need to go back to school? And if not, what's our next step? Then how do we maintain? Right. What makes you feel loved when you're away? What's What makes me feel loved? What can we do about my insecurities? Well, I really want to take this course or I want to see this therapist yeah. or, you know, or whatever it is. And that takes effort. It all takes effort. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, I talk to my clients all the time like, listen, if I could give you a fucking happiness pill, I would. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Or, you know, and if it did, I'd have nothing to do all day. <laughs> it's called an e-tab. Stop it. No, I'm kidding. Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate. So anyway, what I do want to underline to everybody is this is not abnormal. Like everything that people are wrote into the show about, most people do have struggles with this. Yeah. You know, I know very, very few couples where sex just comes effortlessly and you don't have to discuss anything. You don't have to put an effort in. You don't. Just I don't know happens. if I, I don't know if I know anyone. I don't know anybody. You know, who's really happy. But we're kind of puritanical about talking about that kind of stuff in our society. So I don't know. Maybe people yeah, just aren't We get that. where people just give the highlight reel. Yeah. They talk about the one time of amazing sex instead of all the frustration. Yeah. You know. So you guys are not alone. Thank you so much for reaching out to the yeah, show. Yeah. Thank you for your submissions. And that I'm, takes some It takes some vulnerability. Guts. Yeah. It really does. And it also, this is a step. You took <clears> a step <throat> in, in rectifying it. So what's Absolutely. the next one? Right. And everybody else listening, I know people are like, holy shit, that's me too. You know? Yeah. I just got my ass called out because I don't put any effort in. Or those of you who are like, I'm just waiting to be pursued. No. <laughs> like, you need to also do your job. That's right. You know? So, anyway, hope that was really helpful. Again, if you're interested in submitting a show topic, just go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see it. And we'd love, love, love any iTunes reviews. We've seen some come through that are just so kind, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. So any parting words, sex break? I'm just really looking forward to this mutual masturbation you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> On that note, we'll see you guys around <laughs> next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.